The audio podcast edition of Farlands or Bust is made possible by support from fans on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash Mac to keep this series commercial free. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Kurt. Welcome back to Farlands or Bust. Episode 664. I was waiting for the secondary wolfie bark there, but it never it never happened. There it is. It's a little bit delayed. Welcome back to Far Lands or Busts. As we exit the previous episode's hidey hole and continue west to these here far lands in this here game, Minecraft Beta 173. The last version of the game to have the Far Lands, which is why we have remained, which is why we have remained. Oh, I have a topic I could talk about today. Sorry. Uh, this is a Twitch recorded episode for a live studio audience. We're recording this on Wednesday, but this episode will come to the YouTubes. On Thursday, November 23rd, 2017, so for my American Farlanders, happy Thanksgiving. That's a thing you celebrate. Hope you have a good one. Enjoy some gluttonous gluten. <laughs> some of those dinner. Oh, you know what? I miss Hawaiian rolls. They need to make a. I don't think they could make a, a, a gluten free version of the Hawaiian rolls. Sweet cubes of savory gluten. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that's going on right now. Um, I'm not participating because <laughs> I'm staying home. Uh, right, home as in uh, Seattle, where I'm at now, which is away from home home, which is Chicago. Uh, I'll be returning instead for the Christmas vicinity time frame and uh, that'll be happening obviously around Christmas the end of December or whatever uh, so yeah I was just telling the twitch chat that I don't I think last year I was in Arizona still and I'd like bought like a tiny ham a tiny tiny ham precious little tiny ham and uh, like gluten-free bread and mashed potatoes and stuff just to kind of recreate the atmosphere and uh, it, it failed. <laughs> but uh, this year I'm doing no such thing. Based on what I have in my refrigerator, I'll probably be having spaghetti, pasta, pasta, um, and, and and maybe a, I'll, I'll try another squash. I've tried multiple squash eye. Squish? Squish. <laughs> Whoa, watch that first step. Is that the plural of squash? Squish? And... Uh, it's it's been recommended to me for health and nutrition, but not a fan of the squish. <laughs> not a fan of the squishies, indeed. Tried the acorn squish. It was all right, but not great. Tried the what's the other one? The uh, I keep wanting to say honeydew, but that's a melon. <laughs> I'm getting my my squash and melons mixed up. Uh. There was 
uh, acorn squash, and then there was sugar. It, it's something sweet. Butternut, that's what. Butters. Butternut. Uh, Omega butternut squash, and uh, both no-go. Both no-go for me. And, and finally, I'm now going to be trying the spaghetti squash. Unrelated to the spaghetti pasta that is in my near future, I will try the spaghetti squash. I've heard it's like the sweetest, the sweetest of the squish. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. It's probably not going to go very well. But uh, yeah, regardless of who's squishy squash, I hope you have a good one as we continue here in Far Lands or Bust, like I just said. Got some questions from uh, Twitch chat here. Ready? Ready for us to talk about? But I just remembered, I just remembered, I have to give you guys, and I think also the Twitch chat, I kind of said, oh, I'll talk about this in Far Lands or Bust. On Saturday, this past Saturday, was Minecon Earth. And I went to the local uh, viewing party in Seattle. I was invited by Minecraft Seattle. And uh, they basically took over the Museum of Pop Culture, which is downtown right next door, literally, to the Space Needle. And... Uh, Got the uh, the VIP treatment, I suppose you could say. Uh, obviously, this comes in contrast to the Minecon conventions that we've attended last time in LA, where we all rented a house with houses with the Mindcrack group and uh, did, did that whole uh, scenario, which was fun uh, for the part about renting a house with the Mindcrack group and hanging out with them and going to a uh, roller coaster place, whatever that place was called, and, and all that stuff. Uh, but the Minecon itself, they've always been a bit miss, miss not not hit or miss, but miss or miss. Uh, so I, I understand now why they would do away with the actual conventions. Uh, although I'm not sure that what they've decided on is a proper replacement, uh, or perhaps they just need to do a bit more work with it. It's, it was a nice place, and uh, we were well taken care of, as far as us being the YouTubers. And there were Seth Bling was there, and a few other uh, Minecraft YouTubers that I'm personally not familiar with uh, before then, but now I am because we hung out a little bit. But uh, yeah, uh, we were well taken care of. There was like a, a a green room. We had coffee available, and they fed us lunch, and there were gluten-free options for the lunch. Um, but yeah, essentially the first part of it was literally a viewing party. They just had a big screen, uh, theater screen, projecting the, what it was, the live stream, which was featuring Will Arnett from, you may remember from Arrested Development. Uh, apparently, to the last of my knowledge, he is going to be, and or is, and or will be, and or is contractually obligated to direct the forthcoming live-action Minecraft movie. So 
so that is why he is connected with Minecraft. And the first thing that Seth Blink told me when he came out on stage is like, oh, he looks tired. <laughs> he looks like he's got a lot of jet lag. Um, but uh, yeah, he and, and uh, Lydia were basically hosting the entire thing. I, it didn't need to be live. It didn't need to be live is the, the, the uh, information I gathered from that. Uh, sure, there was a live audience there in Atlanta, I think they were. But it didn't need to be broadcast to us live. Um, and we lost the live feed a few times, much to the chagrin of the about, I don't know, there may be like a hundred people or so. Maybe more. I'm a bad judge of groups of people. The museum was open too, so it was like, oh, this is an event that's just happening at the museum. That's kind of another thing I didn't quite understand. Was it a Minecraft event? Or it seemed like this museum was putting on the event. Because you had to pay a discounted museum, and it gave you access to the rest of the museum, museum entry, in order to access the Minecon area. And there was, there was like booths, not booths, but stations where uh, Nintendo Switches were set up. Or is it Wii? Whatever Minecraft is on the Nintendo device and uh, Xboxes, or people that you could play. Minecraft and stuff, uh, and there's like Minecraft merch, Mojang merch and stuff. Um, but uh, but yeah, there was also a stage there, so every once in a while we we went up. Seth Bling and the other YouTubers and I went up on stage and did like essentially what was like a build battle sort of charades thing uh, against the local Seattle developers of Minecraft, uh, and then we did like a Q and A. Kind of panel, and then we did a build contest where, where kids, people in attendance, were building things, and we, quote unquote, were the judges. And every everybody won. We were just being funny judges. We're hilarious. Uh, and then afterwards, we did a, a signing for a little bit, which was fine. Um, like that part was okay. It was like Minecon light. <laughs> we didn't really have to worry too much about the full, fully fledged Minecon. And we didn't have to fly anywhere as well. So that that part was okay. So it was kind of like having a meetup, a local meetup that I didn't have to do anything to plan about. And there were a few Farlanders there, a few people who were fans of the the, the series and, and the uh the Farlanders, Farlands are bust and whatnot. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was different, so I went to that, and that was an experience. That was an experience indeed. Would I do it again? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> Certainly, like, if, if Seth Bling wasn't there, I would say no. Because, <laughs> like, it certainly helps to have somebody to be able to snark about the situation with uh y'all know y'all know my 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 snarky nature it must be it must be exercised to its fullest capacity um but uh yeah let's go to sleep and continue in the morning and awakeness and a mind conness did i have a boat or did I ditch the boat? I think I ditched the boat. So yeah, the uh, that went all right. It was a thing. I just wonder where they're going with that. If anywhere, that might this might be the only time they do it. 
Uh, I don't know. But, uh, yeah. That's the thing I did. And I was gone. This was the first time I was gone from Juno for any amount of time, let alone eight hours or however gone I was however gone I was long, however long I was gone. Uh, ah, and she did just fantastic in the crate. Set her up in the crate. Of course, beforehand, I took her out and fed her and t took her uh, to do her business. But no accidents in the crate. And was perfectly fine. As far as I'm aware, you know, like I, like I, I, it, in that I don't think she was like barking the entire time. Didn't get any neighbors' complaints or anything like that. Um, but uh, yeah, well, that's positive. Got a, got a low maintenance dog here. Low maintenance dog. Speaking of dogs, Cone Dodger has a question from the chat. Would you ever consider flying with Juno, A.K.A. creating her for a flight? A resounding no. A resounding no. I would not recommend anybody do that. Just because... Hello, creeper. Oh, God, I walked right into you. Yee! We're fine. We're doing great. It was just a little bit of sizzle back there. Woo! <laughs> that was a close call. I got hung up on that tree and almost waltzed right into him. We're good. Everything's fine. Everybody take a sip of water and breathe some oxygen. Preferably not at the same time. You will drown. But, uh, woo! Um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Uh, no, I wouldn't recommend anybody fly with a dog in the case that you put your dog as luggage in a crate and they put it under the plane. I think even some airlines have stopped accepting dogs like that just because dogs keep dying. Uh, because they just end up being treated as as luggage and like there's no oxygen, you know, it's it's, it's like just a really bad idea. Uh, so no, I would never do that. And that's probably also why you've seen in recent years an increase of dogs on planes because they they get their they get their service dog accreditation and then you can bring them where normally dogs are not allowed. Uh, they're mostly little tiny dogs uh, and cats and things that you see on planes. Uh, but yeah, that's I, I've noticed that recently. There's been a lot more dogs showing up. That's just because I think a lot more people are... I don't want to say they're all false pretenses, but perhaps, perhaps you could go out of your way to get a license to have a... Uh, a service animal when perhaps the original purpose of the animal was not for service uh, but that's alright and honestly that was actually uh, that was offered to me by my uh, counselor because at first my my uh, rental landlord wasn't privy to be allowing me to have a dog and so my counselor was like well we can get you like uh I don't know what you need a certificate or a, a something uh, a doctor's note saying that you need a service dog for this purpose and then depending on the, the rental laws and stuff they have to allow it 
Uh, I obviously didn't go that route. I just ended up pestering them enough until they gave in. Um, and now Cone, I I had I had an idea. Cone Cone asks these things because Cone wants to meet the famous Juno. You know, there's an opposite. There's an opposite solution to here here Cone that doesn't involve me driving literally from the top left of the country to the bottom right of the country. Uh, and that would be for uh, the, the Dodger of Cones to, to fly up here. And then you'd be able to see Juno. I'm just saying, now that you're a, 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 a flying maniac, flying everywhere, you're, you're a jet setter, you're setting jets. There's, there's a, a little... You're, you heard a PAX South, I know, Cone. There, there's also a PAX West now. Up in Seattle. You could stop by. Or just for any old reason. You can come for the next Minecon Earth viewing party. <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, yeah. I don't know. I It would be interesting to go on, like, a road trip with the dog, too. Uh, possibly. Um... We'll have to work on the hikes and those sort of things first. She's kind of not a fan of... not a fan of getting in the car. Once she's in the car, she's like a dog in a car, just normally looking out the window and stuff. Um, but yeah, she, she, she needs to be forcibly picked up and placed in the car and tries to get out until you shut the door. Um, well, that we'll have to get better at, but... But yeah, no, I wouldn't if anybody, myself or anybody, never, never, ever, ever put your dog on a plane in stowage or whatever they did, you know, in one of those hard-sided kennels. That's just a recipe for disaster. Like, dogs end up getting lost and going somewhere else, like your luggage, or more, more likely than others, they get injured or they die because of the conditions and the stress. Indeed, similar uh, Juno-related question from Mr. Rocketman. How was your first hike with Juno? Well, I, ha I, I don't know if what I've done so far was a hike. Um, I, like, I didn't drive there. If if you're following Juno on Instagram, instagram.com slash junohealer, uh, and or me on Twitter, I mentioned it there too, going on longer and longer walks, and the Saturday, or I'm sorry, the Sunday after the Minecon Earth thing, I felt really bad for leaving her alone for nine hours, and so I decided to go on an extra long walk the next day, the Sunday. Uh, I basically just found, like, a nearby trail um kind of just like a, a park and it it, it it like goes behind like a bunch of um, corporate buildings and things like that so it's not really out in the wilderness or the mountains or anything like the hikes i've been going on but uh it was an interesting it, it wasn't a sidewalk is basically what it was which was basically all the walks we've been taking thus far uh unfortunately it took like a mile and a half walk to get to the start of the trail and then whatever we did on the trail and then the mile and a half back. Uh, so it was a, it was a good like four and a half, five mile walk that day. 
Um, but yeah, it went well. It went well. She seems to enjoy the hiking. Um, it wasn't anything out of the ordinary or crazy difficult. Um, and I also did... The, the thing I positively have to report is that um, I, d I decided since we were away from roads and stuff, I would test some, some recall skills. So while we were just walking along a path where I could see what's ahead and what's behind, I let go of the leash and let her kind of wander in front a little bit, and then she almost instantly kind of noticed that the leash was dragging and making a noise, so she stopped and looked back and like looked at me like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> you dropped the leash, you idiot. <laughs> uh, and then she, she came back uh, pretty much right away when she realized that. Uh, and then the next time I actually unclipped the leash from her harness and was walking beside her, she didn't realize I'd unhooked the leash and then I slowed down and stopped and she just kept prancing along doo -doo 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 -doo, until I called her. She was a little bit, you know, I don't know, she was maybe 20 meters out or something like that. Called her and she looked behind me and was like, huh. <laughs> Seemed a little bit confused, but pretty much instantly turned around and came back to me. So that's good. That's good. I don't know if it's means so oh we can go 100% off leash now but that's that's good to know that she's not like I'm free and runs away um so that's that's a that's a positive a positive there from the doggo but I also did you guys and uh or do you no you might whoa that's the second time we almost fell into a bottomless pit um did I already mention that she needs some dental work yeah needs some dental work Gotten, she got into some uh, some crazy business as a stray in Texas. A lot of her teeth are pretty heavily worn, and one of them is completely fractured. Uh, so I've got to actually call back the vet and be like, "Okay, can it not be this expensive?" <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll have to have a tooth pulled. Unfortunately, but all things considered. The, the least of uh, problems that could be had by a stray female dog. Thank you very much for those dog-related questions. Let's go to sleep and continue in the morning. And awakeness. And awakeness. Ow! And a broken ankles ness. Yellow. Yellow. Alright, you got that regardless. Oh, oh shit. Onward and forwards. Speaking of the Space Needle, uh, Ray Mac asked, Have you been to the Space Needle yet? How about Pike's Place Market? Uh, I have not been to the Space Needle, and I don't really have any desire to. When uh, everybody was in town for PAX West this last time, we were looking at touristy things to do. People were in from out of town. Uh, Anasia and Code, and uh, Fabe in from Germany. Uh, like, do we want to do the Space Needle? Or like, hmm, it's like the Seattle thing, but it's kind of, nah, it costs like... 26 bucks a person to go up there and kind of like, okay, here's an elevated view of the city. <laughs> so, 
I don't know that I will in a rush to do that at all. And apparently I learned from the chat that it's actually closed for a little bit to uh, be renovated. That's kind of the gist I get from the Space Needle. And, and also the, uh, the, 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 what is it called? The monorail that's downtown? Like, these are things that were added... Were they added during, like, a World's Fair or something like that? It feels like, ooh, it's the future, but the future according to the late 70s. <laughs> you know, so it's kind of like, ooh, the cheesy, not really at all impressive sort of stuff. Uh, Pike's Place, yeah, I've been to Pike's Place pretty much I, every time I've been to PAX. Um, it's not too, too difficult of a walk down to the Pike's Place market. Never bought anything. It's also kind of a touristy trap situation where there's just a bunch of these little trinket stores that you find everywhere. Same trinkets everywhere. Ooh, there's the candy shop, and you know, I guess the only interesting thing is like the fish market part of it, and also, uh, I don't know what the deal is. What's the deal with all the flower shops at the Pike's Place Market? For whatever reason, it's famous for all the fresh flower bouquets. But, uh,. Yeah, I mean, it was an interesting walkthrough. Then you see silly people, silly people standing in line for the original Starbucks store. It's just the same as all the other Starbucks, I guarantee. Um, but they gotta get their Starbucks at the original first Starbucks. Oh yeah, been down there, been down there, been down to the waterfront. I always end up going to that one seafood place, even though I don't know that it's entirely great. Uh, I forgot what it was called, but they have the bucket of fish and clams and stuff that they pour on your table. Um, but yeah. Decent. Decent indeed. The most touristy stuff I've done was my little staycation that I took a few weekends ago where I did the uh, the air, uh, the flight, Museum of Flight. Pretty cool. I don't know where else I would have seen a Concorde or walked through a Concorde. Um, but also there's a SR-71 Blackbird and, and of course the, the Apollo exhibits where the Amazon guy brought up a bunch of F1 engines from the bottom of the ocean. But also there's like a, some other stuff there too for the Apollo space exhibit stuff. Indeed. That's neat. That was neat. And then I went like did the whole drive around Wibdi Island and the loop down and found a really nice restaurant up in uh, uh, what Mount Vernon. Which I thought, I'm like, well, where, where, where is this mountain that is Vernon? No, no, there's no Mount Vernon. That's just the name of the city. Named after a dude. <laughs> they just named it Mount Vernon to make it sound cool, I guess. Um, yeah, did, did some, some local exploration. Indeed. Speaking of exploration, Cubic Assassin. Any plans on doing more vlogs while driving videos? Yes, I had honestly, to be honest, and honestly, uh, most, most honestly, would 
honestly admit that I completely forgot about those things until you mentioned it in chat here, Cubic. Um, yeah, I probably could and should. It's not the best weather for it, though, now. I'm assuming the audio was already a problem for me, but the audio would be even worse if it's constantly raining and the GoPro is suction cupped to the windshield, right? That wouldn't work out too well. But maybe. I mean, that, that sounds like a good idea. But I've also said how I've been streaming a lot more and it feels like all the day-to-day -day sort of vloggy style stuff that I would normally talk about. I'm talking about in like the first 30 minutes of most of my streams. It's like, yay, let's, let's, uh, let's, <laughs> it's like, yay, uh, it's, uh, let's talk about what I did. Or, you know, let's just kind of chat with chat for a little bit is how I start my streams. Um, but yeah, I should probably do that. Maybe the next time, that's another thing. The next time I go on a hike. Well, it's not really hiking season anymore. Um, so, yeah. But yeah, those, the, I still have that equipment and stuff, and, and we'll, we'll try that. I mean, even like the hiking vlogs, similarly, if I, I work out a little bit of a better way to capture those, capture the audio, most, most definitely indeed. Looking forward to that stuff. Fajitas Command asks, Would you like to make your own video game? Are you offering to fund it? No, uh, and, uh, maybe from an art perspective. Art! Because I come from an art background, huh? That was always an option, I just never had the programming. Like, in my college, I suppose, interactivity, inter interactive art would have been a possibility. But I never really did that. Um, I don't know. I've, I've been asked, oh, if you would make your own video game, what would it be about? And I'm like, I don't know. A lot of stuff I've already, like, seen. Like, a, if if I had half of a inspirational bone in my body, I would probably end up making a game like everything. You know? You know? every Everything. Like, that's the kind of game I would make. Completely nonsensical and silly. But also, maybe a little bit of a layer of depth to it, and celestial galactic bombasticness is if I can like really just wrap in more words that make no sense. That would probably be the type of game, or even even similarly, maybe like even Eidolon. I kind of did a project similar to Eidolon in the past, in, in college, where where I basically looked through my drawer of writing utensils, pens and pencils and things, and tried to recollect where I obtained or got a certain pen, and then wrote that story in that pen, and then like made an interactive sort of slideshow with it, almost like a website like a flash thing and like you know okay like when was the last time you bought pens <laughs> is, is kind of the cavalry wolfie you just broke that boat it's kind of the uh the vision i was going there so all these pens like had some sort of history like i had a pen that was from 
the place where my dad worked and it had like the logo and phone number on the side so it like kind of led to a little bit of a story about me and my dad or that relationship uh, or I, I, I had a pen from a, a doctor's office uh, or a, you know a really gnarled up chewed up pen that this that I just kept because it, it writes really well you know or wow this pen I've had since middle school you know that sort of thing so yeah, it would definitely be along the lines of that, I think. And perhaps even even along the, the, the Connor Sherlocky sort of I would just want to experiment with the terrain generation and wanna experiment with the uh sounds audio. I was very interested in audio design. I like I've mentioned many times. Although not recently, one of my kind of senior projects, I suppose you can call it, was I made a random music generator, procedurally generated music, using a program called Max MX Max MSP is what it was called. It was a visual uh, graphical programming program, <laughs> but mostly do did like audio processing. You basically just pressed a button and a, a bunch of variables ticked off, like what what the tempo is and what what the uh, the chords that they're going to use and the notes and the different scales and um, when this and that happens and how long even how long the song was was randomly generated. Um, most of the time it was gibberish, but sometimes sometimes it was special. But I wouldn't record them because they would only last once. And then they would never be heard again. Ooh, artsy and meaningful. About the impermanence of life. <laughs> no, I don't know. It was just, that, that, that's the sort of thing you got to embellish in art school in order to try to impress your teachers. <laughs> Indeed. Whoops! Oh, hello, Wolfie. Good thing you didn't fall down on us there. Have a little bit more solid ground to stand on, why don't you? Indeed. So that there here, here now, is... Episode 664 of Far Lands Robust. Thank you so much for following along. Oh, I had exactly the same number of wood as wool. Did that on purpose. I am good at math. Who pees? Wolfie! <laughs> Who makes the trinkly noises? Trinkly, squishy, squarshy noises. <laughs> Disgusting. So yeah, I hope everybody has a good Thanksgiving. Who's celebrating? Uh, also make sure to uh, save the internet while you're at it. If you can. Um, net neutrality and whatnot. I've talked about this many times in the past. <laughs> too many times in the past. It's come up too many times in the past six and a half years I've been doing Far Lines or Bus, so please, once again, do that. And, uh, yeah. My name is Kurt. Thanks so much for watching. I will see you spooking noises. Next time! <laughs>
Is that the plural of squash? Squish? <laughs>